So welcome to the show. Welcome to Pub Talk. Vinny Jones is here. Vinny, brilliant. Vinny, how are you, mate? Great, boys. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Now I was just going to get rid of beer. You're not drinking. How many years is it now? I yeah, I'm nine and a half. Nine and a half without a booze. Uh, oh. Ten years, April 8th. Are you with us drinking in front of you, Vinny? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, what happens, Ray, is you get to a certain point where it's invisible. It don't even no. come into your mind. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's hard at first. Like, yeah. Well, Tony Adams was the same. When, when Tony Adams gave up drinking, he said, Ray, I can't go out with you anymore for at least two or three years. Because if I'm in a pub environment, I'm going to end up having a drink. Okay. You do. Your lifestyle changes, for sure. Yeah. Um, you lose some friends... But I think you then realise they're drinking friends, not real friends. So, yeah. so a lot of people sail off on the little boat, do you know what I mean? Mm. And leave you there at the shore. But they're drinking circles, they're yeah. social circles. And you find when you come out of the drink, you go, look, not for me. I still, listen, I still love me racing and the boxing and this. And, and I still go. But I saw a psychologist and I, went, I saw him four weeks on the trot. I went to AA four meetings yeah. and I'd done a psychologist and he said to me one of the biggest things he said you need an exit plan so when you go there I'll meet the boys we're having a drink and all that and about I don't know about nine o'clock when you know, the old buzz comes and all that I'll go for a slash boom boom in the car gone Yeah. never in nine and a half years has anyone pulled me up the next day and said where'd you go last night Yeah. yeah. so I'll go and I'll be social I try and get to about 10. The hardest one for me is New Year's Eve, trying to get to 12 o'clock. I'm yeah. Yeah. doing me nothing, do you know what I mean? But is, but, it, is it easier not to drink in America than the UK? No, I, I think it it becomes, when you get to a certain level, it becomes invisible to you. I don't, I don't even realise people are drinking around me. Oh, I mean, wow. my golf, the, the two golf clubs, one in Palm Springs, one, one in LA, and we've got, obviously, some proper boozers. And I go in there now, we've got a, we got a cigar yeah. lounge where they all go in, they're playing dice and cards and all that. It doesn't even come into it anymore. But, you know, I, I honestly found the, the first weekend, you know, Friday nights, Saturday nights, I used to live for them, you yeah. know what I mean? Right, five o'clock, boom, with the boys, or this or that, or after golf. What did happen, I would say this, I would say when we went to LA, we had, it was lovely, up on Mulholland Drive, the big cabana out the back, beautiful weather, and lots and lots of um, of people coming to stay. Yeah. It was their holiday, do you know what I mean? I mean, our front door was... I mean, we used to change the hinges every couple of weeks. <laughs> and that was very social. And I did look at Tans one day. I said, I've been pissed for three months. Every day? Well, you're just topping up with the champagne. Yeah. People come, the champagne. Yeah. I had the geezer at the bottom of the road, Sunset, <laughs> Sunset and Fairfax uh, liquor store on speed dial for the champers and the... Uh, and the booze, yeah. and it was just a, you know, it were was you getting a, out of order with it? Were you getting a bit aggressive and now and again? Or no, not really out there. It's a bit different out there, you know, the the aggression and all that. I got in a big, te terrible tear up in um, South Dakota. Went out there, got into it, had sixty eight stitches in my face. No. Re yeah, real bad one. Geezer done me with a. Remember the, you know, the big Hoffmeister point. Yeah. Corey done me full blast with that over a really? little game of pool and that. So. The thing is, Al, I look back on it, all them situations I got in could have been avoided without the booze. Right, yeah, yeah. You see it coming. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of... It's not like turning round, looking at the horse going over the winning line. 
it's like now you watch the race, you see it come around the last bend and you see the race unfolding and you see the winner come yeah. up. Yeah. That is a good analogy of it. You, you never touched drugs, Vin? Never, ever. I had a puff of a joint when I was like 18 round yeah. the cricket. But I'm quite, o well, I'm very OCD. So one of the lads, you know, like if you had a roll up or, cig or, a, or a can of drink, I, you give it me, I couldn't just do that. I'd, I'd have to clean it and wipe it and everything. So the cigarette come round at 18, I felt a little bit, ugh, not for me, yeah. never touched it. And what you've got to remember is Tansy lived because of the drugs. Mm. You know, she had a cyclosporine because she had a heart transplant at 21. Yeah, yeah. So she lived on drugs. So everyone knew and around me and everything, it, it is a no-no. Yeah. You know, socially, if you want to do it, do it. Don't come, don't come to my house if you want to go and do a bit of gear and all that. And it's never, ever been around me. Yeah. Um, so I've been lucky. I've been <coughs> yeah, lucky yeah, that yeah. way. And I've got to be honest, I've only really been offered it three or four times as well. Do you yeah, know? I know yeah, how rife it is. It's rife here now. It's rife everywhere. You know, even you yeah. live in the countryside where you live in the football town. games, football stadiums. You wait, you wait, you wait yeah. for your kids now, though, Vin, didn't you? I mean, hopefully you brought yeah. them up right. And I mean, but how... it's only been round circles, isn't it? And if you're in the wrong circle, you start taking it, and you get addictive nature. It's like, you know, it's like, you, you know, you go, I mean, I, I didn't smoke for years. I like a lard and all that. And, uh, well, I used to have one in the players' house, didn't I? But yeah. you, it's like my son, when he went into the army, I mean, he, he weren't into smoking, but within two or three days in the army, everyone's smoking, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And it's just that. But I, I've been lucky. All my mates, they've respected it. They've respected my space with the drugs and all that. And I think what saved me was getting back into the football, getting that second chance. Yeah. Because obviously I was at Watford as a schoolboy and everything, got released, went a bit AWOL, got the divorce, mum and dad, I went nuts. Yeah. Never kicked a football for three years, got back in the back door with Wildstone, Dave Bassett, Wimbledon. Yeah, Wildstone, so yeah. I would never have jeopardised that either. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So I think that part of my life, 21 to 30 or something, never wanted to try it. And I'll tell you, I was bad enough on a drink. I honestly thought if I'd have ever touched... Cocaine or something like that. That'd have been off the hills. Vince, talk, talk us back to when you was fifteen. Now when you left home. You left home. Mm -hmm. Was you a tough kid growing up? Just football, mate. It was it was football and the countryside. That's it. I had a great upbringing until the divorce. Yeah. Um, and then you have this a lot of anger, and I mean, it took me until nine and a half years ago to be able to put a cap on this anger and everything yeah. else because, yeah yeah I mean because you know there's a lot of demons and a lot of stuff you know and that's what I do I'm doing a lot for men's mental health now because we don't realize in what capacity we have yeah. it and the trouble is growing up if you said you had you know men's mental health you think they're going to put a straight white jacket on you and throw you in a van well, and you're go. soft if you exactly, can exactly. run you in those days you couldn't cry in front of people could you and things like no, that no 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 I mean I did I, I mean after tans I did cry on national tv but I I won't, you know, I mean, I don't think I'd have done it if I was still drinking. As sober, that did come out. Yeah, and yeah. It was just as simple as that. But I did, yeah, I left home at 15, had a row with the old man, took one, and uh, I put my football medals in the in a black bin liner. Yeah. Uh, phoned me mate up, picked me up, um, and that was it. Went back to Watford. Um, Where did you live? Where did you live at that time? Oh, different couches. Really? Yeah. Went to my aunties, went to my mates, went to another mate. I was just living sort of couch to couch and then got into 
got into like going to the pubs with the lads, you know, and then all of a sudden it was, you know, the Friday night. Right, you've got to be in the pub at six on a Friday night yeah, to yeah, meet yeah. the boys. And then, right, where do we go? We're going to go here then. And then it was the punch up and the this. And the, and that was like sort of how it went. I, I, I got a job painting and decorating for a geezer up in St. John's Wood. Like good old days, if you weren't at the top of the road at quarter past six in the morning, you missed a day's work. If you didn't jump in the van, yeah. the van would pull up, lads in and gone. If you was two minutes late, you missed a so, day's so, work. Yeah, I was going to say, how did football come then? So it was just what, phone calls, you come and come and have a game or...? So I was, like, to be brutally honest, to be fair, I was one of the best players in my area. I played yeah. for the county. Now, growing up, you boys will know this. You're not a mug if you play for the county. I played for Arthur. Oh, yeah, decent, yeah. I was captain of Watford boys. I was captain of Watford school boys. Right, I came right through. The only time when it all went tits up was when, when my mum and dad got divorced. Mm. You know, I did mean... You, you didn't see that coming? Were they having rows? Or, I, I, I don't want to pray, but didn't did see, you see it coming? Or was I was like, what? No, no, it was uh, it was more sudden than that. It was a woman, you know, it was a woman knocked on the door and told me oh, what yeah, had happened. Oh, so it was uh, it was a more of a bombshell like that. But then what happened, it was the arguments. The arguments, night after night, and I'd sit on top of the stairs and it would, you know, get a bit lively and... Uh, you know, I don't know what I thought I could do, but then I was, me, me little sister was, you know, she was, uh, she's three years younger than me. I was kind of protecting her as well. And, you know, it was, Tough. and then, and then you're at school and you're mm. asleep at school and all this shit because you've been up since four o'clock in the morning yeah. making sure that there ain't going to be a, yeah. some trouble. For that, if you go back to see a lot of young, young, younger viewers would remember. Your films, they, they don't remember the Crazy Gang. Now, those were great days. Do you, think, do you think back on those days? What, the Crazy Gang oh, days? Oh, yeah, they were magic days, weren't Mate, they? I can remember, I can remember going down the the A20 or something like that. Remember Speedy used to play for Chelsea? Yeah, little, David. Uh, David Speedy. Yeah, yeah. Me room. and him, we had a driver, me and him getting out the sunroof, surfing on top of the BMW... Uh, 30, 40 mile an hour going down the A20. They're the kind of, you know, ridiculous things you do. Go for it. Went to Sandown Races one day, woke up in Dublin in a hotel. Didn't know how I got there. Was there any, uh, you know, instance where you went, I've gone too far here? Oh, loads. <laughs> Was there loads? Loads. But you think, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. After games, before games? Well, after, <laughs> after was even more livelier, but... You know, during games, we had, I mean, we had a massive punch-up when Fash knocked uh, Viv Anderson's spark out in the tunnel. Viv Anderson's warming up and done something or said something, and Fash has run over half-time. Jonesy, get me back! And he run in. So I go run in and after him. Viv Anderson's turned around and Fash has just gone, bang! Boom, he's done. It's all kicked off. Why has he got Brian Robson or sat around the neck? And he's Why is he? Him. Oh, we were all in. It's all kicked off. The whole lot's gone off. We had another real good one at um, Millwall. It all kicked off. Um, Teddy Sheridan, Sheridan, he real bad tackle on little Terry Phelan in the oh, corner. Yeah, Terry, yeah. on it, and, and, and Teddy just came in two-footed this side, boom, wiped him out. And at the time, at Millwall used to go in, it used to be like a brick wall thing and all that. <laughs> throwing bricks, pulling the bricks off and throwing them oh, at us. And it all kicked up. We won 1 0. We went in there. Cold blow lane, probably. What well, that's a result. Fast scored, and Fast used to play for him. 
But what, that was another big punch. We had loads of punch-ups and obviously yeah. nights out and all that. But some of the stuff, yeah, in the games. I remember we played we played West Ham at home. It was freezing. We went out to try the game on. You know, when we was Wimbledon players, we had one pair of boots. We didn't have all these different studs and different... We had, you know, you had a yeah, pair of... Get, yeah, get most of it. our lads, their training boots were their match boots. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, we didn't have 18 pairs of boots. Oh, and, and, all that. and you didn't give your shirt away because that was your shirt for the season, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. No, they Wimbledon, they'd charge it. Come out your wages. Yeah. If you threw your shirt in, yeah, 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 yeah. come out yeah. your wages. the same, yeah. yeah. How does it compare, Vin? Obviously, you, football was brilliant in your life, but now films. How does it compare? Because is there more pressure in doing films? And is it, you know... At first... Because you've got what, to get right. Who, who, who got you in there, though? Where did that come from? Acting career. Just a phone call... My manager goes, there's two lads here that have come on, Matthew Vaughan. Um, ah, right. They're doing this little movie, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Ray Winston's in it. So-and-so, oh, so-and-so, so-and-so. Lovely. Right, OK. Go and have a meeting with him. Right, went to Stoke Poges Golf yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Went down there, had a coffee, Guy Ritchie and Matthew Vaughan. And they said, we're doing this movie, lock, stock, two smoking barrels and all that. And I thought, well, that's the longest name of a movie it's going to be shit <laughs> yeah, I really did I never did like the the, the yeah. name of it at the beginning anyway they said um, we've got a cameo role you come in do the geezer with the with the sunbed and this that and there's another scene where you come in and go yes Harry you can yes Harry you can't but yeah. you're the debt collector okay no problem anyway come to it they didn't get the final financing so Ray, Winston and people like that went on to other jobs. When yeah. they, then they go to Trudy Styler and Sting, that's why Sting's in it, she got the last bit of money together for them to, to do the, you know, finish it off. Yeah. So anyway, we do the movie, this, and, and I was going after training. So I'd go up after training, do it, and sometimes it was like four in the morning. Like, um, and I can remember seeing the ending of Lockstock. I was stood watching the ending. And Nick Moran comes out, Eddie, he comes out with the girl. They get in a thing. She goes, right, we're in the money lending business. And they drive off in the Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A few months later, this, that and the other, call me down the office, go down there. When's the football season over? Because I've done this in the football season. Yeah. Never told no one. It was just yeah, one just of them things. Um, May, so, why? We've done all the screenings and all that. You've come out really strong on the screenings. Would you come in and do a couple of weeks' work, you know. Mm. Just that now, but I said, yeah, all right. So anyway, go in, we'd done some more scenes. He'd rewritten the whole lot. There was a there was a girl in it, Laura Bailey, used to be a Tommy Hilfiger um, model. Lovely, lovely girl. And she was kind of the lead with Nick Moran. Yeah. And they cut her right out of it because she didn't screen well. Oof. So I got a load more yeah. scenes. So then I went in, done all the other scenes, and all I, I swear to God, the boys will tell you, all I, it's going to be a premiere, going to be a premiere, you know, I'm, I'm going to need at least a dozen tickets. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a premiere. And they gave, it was a small fee, but we gave that to Harefield, like luck money. I said, send that to Harefield, that's Lovely, fine. Lovely, well done, you. Yeah. And then we go, boom. So, Vinny, you're dry now for nine and a half years. If you don't mind me, your lovely wife passed away after a real battle. Were you tempted, you know, a few days, weeks later, say, I need a drink? How did you get over that? 
How, think, do, how can you get over that? Um, first of all, COVID hit us, which made it worse, really, because I was in an house on my own. I was, yeah. I was, we couldn't even go to the golf club. I mean, I can walk, to, I can literally walk to my golf club. It's a few hundred yards. So I was in watching that. Um, we, we, we did everything. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many things I could tell people about the grief and everything of losing someone that close. You know, there's things you do. i tell you what I did, Al. I phoned an old mate of mine, Dennis Byatt. He played for Northampton and he was the centre-half. Dennis Byatt. Byatt. And he was the centre-half of, of Wildstone. And his, his, his wife died halfway through that season. Oh, right. And I phoned him and I said, Den, because we're still mates, you know. I said, what do I do? And he said, you make your own decisions and stick by them. Because everybody's, they want to do this. The brother-in-law, the mother-in-law, your sister. You're trying to I'm help, like, but... Yes, but you're all... Too much, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. so, so that, that the, hard, the hardest part was I got the father-in-law that evening. She died at quarter past seven in the morning. And I said to him, we're all sitting around, and, and I said to him, come on, we'll, we'll go over to the club. And we walked over to the golf club, and we had nine holes, and everyone was there. But the weird thing was, going over to the club and even at the club, everybody was just doing their normal thing. They were going to work. You were going to work. He was going to work. He was doing that. They were doing that. And the, and the guy was behind them. And I went, this is the most traumatic day of our lives. This girl's just died. We're never going to see her again. And everything's just carrying on. It's hard to comprehend. And, and, and I went in the washroom, came out. The geezer in there and he said, uh, hey, Vin, sorry to hear about hands. I said, and he said, I lost my wife 14 years ago. And he said, you'll never get over it, he said, but you'll learn to deal with it in your own little way. And I think that's the, that has stuck with me. You, there are, every day it's there. Yeah. You know, three quarters of my day. When I'm working and all that, you're not thinking about it. You know, if I'm if I'm just drifting, doing stuff or driving, it it still hasn't. It's it's still not real yeah. to me. It's still not real that she's not there. My daughter's, and it was my anniversary. So what I did, I just come back from New Zealand. I I went to the grave. It was our anniversary on Saturday, twenty eight years Saturday, and then. Um, this week, 6th of July is when she what, passed. What was your so you, like? you have yeah. these bad yeah. anniversaries, do you know, if you like. What was your marriage like before she got that illness? So he's probably great, because I used to see you out and about, and you was always always together, weren't you? She was me rock, you know, and I always yeah, said, when she had the art transplant at 21, Dr. Yacoub, you know, and we went to some private stuff with Lady Di and Yacoub, and some, some unbelievable stuff we've done, which are all behind closed doors, you know. Yeah. Um, because she was, you know, the... Mm. the the longest British woman, I think, or, you know, one of them. But we used to, and, and I always said that she was saved to save me. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, you know, we were that age. We had, you know, it was all fantastic. All I wanted to do, really, was to give her this fact. We knew, and in my book that I just did, the first line is, this is the story I never wanted to write. And... We always, that was what we always fought against. Every day was keeping that door shut, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to make her life as magnificent and carefree as possible. Mm. 
And I and I honestly think I did. Yes, I was a bastard, and you know you have hiccups and you trip over on the way, you know, and and stupid things and and cause all. My I tell you this when 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 I was in deep shit, you know, I can remember, you know, in handcuffs or whatever, deep deep shit. She was more of my worry than all the coppers or anything. It was what it was her She'd reaction. She'd give you a rollicking, would she? Well, it was letting her down, um, yeah. Al. It was, it was disappointing her and letting her down and embarrassing her. You know, they were the hard things. Um, but when she went, because she beat it twice, the cancer. I mm. mean, and every two weeks she was in there with skin cancer. Because what you didn't know, they all know now, but cyclosporin, it, that's what creates, basically it's keeping you alive to, to take your life, you know, and, and he wanted to take her, you know, and it, you know, but... I wish she, she was pretty bedridden for a good few weeks yeah. and that was hard. And then when, when we first went there, you go down in the lift, we was at Cedar Sinai. I went in the lift, went down to the cancer bit and we walked along. There was a window to the right and I walked past and I said to the bloke, and she went in and, and, I, and I was talking to the bloke, I said, what's the room? He said, that's the room you never want to go in. That's where they take you and say, there's nothing more we can do. Mm. So I was terrified of this bloody room. And for, you know, a few years, few years, you know, and it was on the edge, you know. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Anyway, I was there one day and um, got this amazing video where she, she was telling the nurse, she said, it's our anniversary, you know, we've been married 25 years, isn't that brilliant? She said, and we're still madly in love and she's in the bed and she's got everything on and the nurse is going, yes, it is. And then, um, and we'd just come back in the room from being in that room I never wanted oh. to be. Um, there was me, Kaylee, her daughter, our daughter, and her mum and dad. And, and I was just on the, I mean, literally on the floor. I just didn't, and I said, I don't want her to know. Um, I never wanted her to know. I didn't want her to be scared, you know? We had, just before that, that was in the July, Christmas Eve, We'd gone down to Palm Springs. Everybody was coming down to the house to stay because we had about, what, about 14 or 15 every Christmas down in Palm Springs. And uh, we got the phone call that afternoon that the cancer was on the brain, Christmas Eve. And she said, that, that was the first real time where it was like it's beat us kind of thing. But she said, and everyone was in the living room and, and you know, round uh -huh. by the pool and shit like that. And we had our cry and all the rest of it. And she said, no one's to know. I want this to be, it's going to be my last Christmas and it's going to be the best Christmas. I mean, the bravery of her was, was it's just unfathomable. It really is. Mm. You know, the fight, the fight. And all she wanted to do was please people. And when you, when you meet people that have met her, whether it's John Gosden or... Rod Stewart or one of my mates from Watford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've all got the same to say about her. What a fantastic lady. Because she had time for you. Mm. She'd John... have, and blokes, my mates, would be in tears. I'd go to bed sometimes and they'd sit up with her and she was a good listener. Mm. And, she, and some of my mates, and I know, they'd... They she didn't want all the celebrity treatment, did she? She was huh? just a normal girl, wasn't she? Didn't want all the celebrity treatment. No, she did one interview for the Mail. I think we'd done okay or Hello Magazine for the wedding. Basically, that was about it. And how hard is it to write the book? Was it hard to do that? Or did it the help you? The hardest thing did I've ever... Did it help you? It does help. 
But the hardest thing I've ever done on this planet was I did the, um, the I said it, you know, I yeah, done it yeah. in um, audio book. Yeah. The audio book was the hardest thing I've ever done. To get through the first couple of chapters, I think. I mean, a couple of times, Ray, I would, I think I could only do 15 minutes. Yeah, so I went, I'll, I'll, I'll I've got to come back tomorrow. So I left the studio and I'd come back. That's, that's, and and that's that not, is the, do it. Because I said, it's not to, easy. It's not I said, easy. I ain't doing it. I said, no, I, I, I will not be able to do the audio. No, not in a million no, years. No. And they went, eh, it's kind of, kind of the contract and this, that and the other. And uh, I did it. I was pleased I did it. I was just in bits. And then uh, you'd look through and they're all crying. And I'm crying, yeah, yeah. and you're trying to talk, and you just and everyone, go... You've got this hard man reputation, but people don't know you. But there ain't, there ain't, there's nothing that can compare. I don't, I, I think serial killers in this situation would cry. When you, Al, I met her when I was 12 years old, right? I'm, we met when we was 12 years old. We dated a little bit when we were 16. She married Steve Terry, who I played with at Watford Boys. You know, she'd married him, it didn't work out. You know, they had this daughter. She, she her, her heart enlarges. She has a heart transplant at 21. I then moved to Leeds. I, I signed for Chelsea. I moved back to Chelsea in the divorce. She buys a house next door to my house. I mean, if that ain't meant to be. Amazing. Do you believe in the spiritual world now? You're going to think this is strange now, but um, and and if someone sat and told me, I, I would just go, yeah, bollocks. But that night, with, with me and the old man, Tanya's old man, Louis, we'd gone and played a bit of golf, came back, we're just sitting around, smoking tea, smoking, well, I think we'd done a 300 thing of Yorkshire tea in, in, in two days or something like that, just drinking tea and smoking, drinking tea, smoking. Anyway, everyone went to bed, and it was about, it was about 12, quarter past 12. Yeah. So I thought, I will go in. So I go into bed, right. So I go in, um, and, I, and, and, I, and I kind of see this, like, you know, you look up, right, that's that, good night, yeah, go in. And we always used to have this thing, Tans and me, because I was away a lot, you know, yeah. I was travelling, as, as I'd go, I'd always throw her a kiss and she'd catch it. Right, that was our little thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, so there was this kind of a star, if you like, but very close. Weren't very high. I went, so is that you, babe? Nothing really, this, that, and the other. So I went in the kitchen door. This is all my life. And went to go in, I went, ah. Oh. I didn't throw the kiss, so I go back out. I opened up, went in the yard, I threw a kiss, and I went, and it went, and it went, boom. And I swear to you, Ray, as I sit here, Amazing. I swear to you, as I sit here, that happened. My mum's into all that. And I'm not into it. I yeah. don't... I, I, until that thing would you, happened... Would you see a medium now? Would you see a medium? What do you mean, a medium? Well, to go and see if you can speak to... Nah. No. no. I mean, I honestly don't believe in it. Hmm. I think it's all over old bollocks. So what could it be? <laughs> really a satellite? <laughs> God, what was it? Was it, it a missus or a satellite? I'm just <laughs> telling you, this happened. And I'm not talking about... A star up. This was there. This Love. weren't very high. This like, and I, I believe, and I, and it's up to me. It's up to anybody to believe what I think. I think that is when she went over to the other side. I think she was waiting for that last bit. You know, we was all sitting around for ages, and, and fine. And I go, oh, and 
if you actually if you actually saw a grown man yeah. walk into the house and go, oh, I forgot to throw a kiss to that little white star there, but it wasn't up with the stars. It was, you know, oh, kind yeah. of like wow. sour. That's amazing, that's amazing. And I came out and I went, and I threw the kiss, and that's when it went. Gone. And then all of a sudden it went, and went, boom. Whoa. And it had gone, and it had gone. And that day, I honestly think that's when she passed over to the other side. Do you believe one day you'll meet her? 100%. 100%. Yeah. And we, you know, always had, when she was really ill, well, there was things, you know, she had, you know, you have these stupid notions and things. Not, you know, not carry out stuff. I mean, you've always got to watch what you say. But, I mean, you know, she had, for her 50th, you know, I was lucky enough, I bought her a red Bentley and all the rest of it. And you're thinking, you know, once they said she only had two or three weeks to live, you know, do you go together, do you off with the, take her for a drive in the red Bentley and Mulholland Drive and all that, you know, I mean, so much goes through your head, you know, you've got to keep it. But getting back to your drink thing, Al, I think a lot of people thought, oh, he's going to, oh, he'll get, I thought he'll that. be straight on it. Mm. But, get you over it. But that would have been, that, that would have, that would have really let her down. I thought that would have really let her down, you know. And I and I Did she have a glass now and again? Yeah, she liked a glass of champagne, yeah. But she she would kind of never and she'd sit up and she'd talk to people and people loved her for that. And she'd she'd have the champagne, Lawn Perrier Rose, that was her thing. Yeah. And they'd have all that. We'd be in I'd have a cabana there, I had a big out, she was massive into Elvis. And that was another thing. I mean so many coincidences. Just after I went and I'd done that interview for Piers Morgan when I was crying on the thing. Came out, and she's massive, massive Elvis fan and Priscilla, you know, and she sort of said, you're so much like Elvis. Have you seen the new film? Not yet, no. So, <clears throat> so she, and she's always said it. She said, you're so much like him in, you know, personality-wise with Elvis and this, that and the other. And if you see the film, there are a few. To notice, but um, go and do the Piers Morgan show, come out. And, he, and Piers goes, I know what Tans... Because Tans used to take people up to her house, you know, and mm. peer over the window and all... Yeah, over, yeah. over the gate and through the edge and all that, you know. She was Priscilla nuts. And, um, and there's a lot of... She looks like her a bit, you know, when they're younger and all that. So it was, you know, people used to call us and all that. And anyway, come out of Piers' thing and Piers went, you're big into Elvis, aren't you? I went, yeah, why? She said, Tans love Priscilla. She's in that dressing room. I went, you're fucking joking. So I went in to see her, and she was so lovely. And I said, um, and, I, and I just said to her, I said, my wife's passed away. I said, she was, she just adored you. She was you. She's read every book and everything on you. And she, oh, that's nice. And we had a cut. I said, I've never done this. I said, can I have a picture and all the rest of it? And you know, so just little things yeah, that drop yeah. into place, and you the go, movie, "This is all so weird." The movies just come out. Yeah. Anything well, in the pipeline now, mate? It. You got something oh, coming up? Some good ones? Got something big, mate. Have you got something big? Got something big. No, but I've been working a lot. No, I've got um, literally this morning. I got the um, I got the script for Planet of the Apes. Yeah. So I've got to learn that and go on tape, and that, I've got to send that in. The lovely thing now is. 
all the auditions, you don't have to go in face to face with them no, all. Whereas, don't. you know, all the casting offices were all, you know, all, all around okay. LA, you know. So you, if you had three, let's say you had three auditions for three movies, you yeah. might be East London, West London, yeah, South yeah, yeah. London in a day. And, it, you, and it's the same thing, trying to get round LA in the car and all that. Oh, the anxiety, and you'd get to the next one, and you'd be think, and you'd be sitting there, and they're running over, and you think, oh, I've got, I've got to get yeah, going. another one. Yeah. You know, did you, get... do you enjoy football more than acting, or acting more than football? Yeah, no, football was my life, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, for, the, there'll never be anything. No. I mean, the only it's, thing it's, a, come... it's a buzz. You get a buzz out of being an actor, walking yeah. out in that stadium, and you know, with yeah, and... it's and it's there and then, and I and I used to go, I don't know where it went, but something clicked when I went over that white line. I, I lived for that moment. And I, and there was always, we always knew, and this is how I got brought up, you see, and this is why, when we, if we went down, Wimbledon, if we got relegated, that, that was going to be the end of us. And it did happen in the end. When they got relegated, the club was finished, done, yeah, yeah, over. Yeah, of course it was. I know Ivor and people like that oh. have still been there. They've been doing great jobs. But we knew this fear of going down Amazing. would be the end of all of us. Now you've got to go in, you know, and Wimbledon was, it, it, it was not a pub team, obviously, because we were a good side and we had good players, we had good international players. A lot of people where they come unstuck was underestimated us. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And we, we underestimated ourselves to a certain extent, but I always remember when I went to Leeds, Gordon Strachan, and it was a toss-up. We'd done the pre-season, all that. And all in the paper was who's going to be captain, who's going to be captain, me or him, me or him. And I've got to say, he was the best, probably the best pro I've ever played with. Mm. Definitely the best captain I've ever played under. But as a man and a person and a, and a motivator and a leader, he was, he was fantastic. Only a little fella. Yeah, you a know, top player. Yeah. Top player, but just, you know, and he had that respect, you know. Um, and, and it was the right decision. He, he became... He became the captain at Leeds, and it became fantastic, you know, yeah. un under him. But um, yeah, and he, you know, we we had a good team anyway. He, when I met him and was chatting, he was playing for Man United. Yeah. When I was at Wimbledon, and he went, oh, he said, and you find all these things out after. Mm. And he went, oh, he said, we'd we'd look down the fixture list to look at Wimbledon away, <laughs> and he said the game before, oh, Hammy. Oh, he didn't fancy it. Five minutes before the end, they might be playing Liverpool at yeah, Anfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammy, oh, really? he said, we didn't want to play Wimbledon away. We no. didn't know that at the time. No. Obviously, yeah. we didn't know that at the time. But I, we don't... I'd, I'd have thought, when you, got, when you got your plow lane, you have to roll your sleeves up, you got to battle for 20 minutes, and then hopefully you get a chance to play. A lot of them play. didn't, though. A lot of them didn't. Brian Robson would do, wouldn't he? He'd, he'd steam in. Do you know one of the best tackles, you say that, was, was at Plough Lane, me and him, went in, me and Brian Robson went in this tackle. Bang! He ended up on his arse. I was on my arse, <laughs> like, trying to get up. The ball was spinning out like that. Spin, spin, spin like that. He jumped up first, and he, outside of his foot, he went bang, and he passed it. And as he ran, he went bang, and he hit me like that, and he went, that's a tackle, big man, and carried on yeah, running. Rob, yeah. I love that. And I've, that memory <laughs> will be Robin. with me to, to the day I die. So... Looking ahead now, you're a busy man, you've got a big project coming. What's the future? When are you going back to LA? Um, I just I just see how it comes. I've got a farm in Sussex now, which I've just renovated, so I should be getting in there September, October. 
And I, that's As me. an investment or to come back and live? No, just me life, yeah. I just just want to be at the farm. You know, I mean, I am busy. Is, it, is, there, is there a programme like Jeremy Clarkson's coming on? Could be. I've got one. I've, I've got one on YouTube. Oh, called, you got one already? Called, yeah, it comes out it's Sunday nights. On It's called The Crafty Countryman. Where, when I grew up, there used to be a little show called um, Out of Town with Jack Hargreaves. Yeah. On a Sunday at half 12. And, I, you know, I'd be glued to it. And it was about the countryside. Yeah. And it was about making something with sticks or making something with metal or me round the farm. So my, my little show is, is called The Crafty Countryman, 7 o'clock on Sunday nights, which Brilliant. is really countryside. But I didn't really want to step on his show um, toes too much Clarkson. But what people... What I wanted to show people was they don't know the real me because the real me is up at half past four in the morning, out with me dog, walking round the, round the farm and seeing what's about. I mean, this morning, I was... I counted 16 roe deer this morning. I saw 16 roe deer and a badger this morning before I came here. Yeah. Not many people can say no, that, no. you know what I mean? We got... <laughs> what do you see, Al? Yeah. No, 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 I've got badger, I've got monk jack, uh, I've, got, I've got a few. We've got mate. Millie monk jack, we've got a lot of roe. But that's what I'm... You know, that's me, that's yeah. me, and I'm out, and I've got my Land Rover, and I'm good as gold, you know, and... See, I love country fell, but they've gone all walkie on me now. Exactly. I love country fell, and they've gone all yes. walkie on so me. So what's happened with me is, Al, I wanted to bring this crafty countryman out on YouTube mm. for somebody to come in and say, we'll have that, whether it's a Sunday afternoon, BBC One or whatever, but they haven't. We've got an Amazon. I want someone to commission it and say, we'll have that for half hour or an hour. Yeah. But until that happens, that was why I started it. And then I went to New Zealand. But ironically, I'm coming back. I was in New Zealand two and a half months. I'm yeah. coming back and the geezer said, can we have lunch day before I was coming back we've got a great idea we want you to do like a farming show where you go around all the different farms in oh, wow. New Zealand you know doing everything this I said I'm I'm in but I want to do it here yeah yeah you know and, it, on, and on the show you can see me fly fishing people, people I can remember walking around the corner on the river test one day I'm walking around the corner there's two lads come the other way and they stood and one of them dropped his rod I went you're right mate he went I never thought that I would see Vinnie Jones with a fly rod in his hand in Hampshire. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I, the, the tangy stuff and all that, the more work I do, the more I can keep swinging. Yeah. You know, the more I can keep fucking getting, getting the wheels going. Yeah. And, I, and that doesn't come in. But the grief comes, you, you don't see it coming, and you might have it for a week. I had it a couple of weeks ago. You're lethargic. And, and I went, the anniversary's coming up. Yeah. And your subconscious, and it starts coming, and I started feeling all like, oh, fuck it, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I still maintain what I do, and I'll tell the people here with problems that are listening, your people, I get up out and I make that bed night. The first duty of the day, make your bed properly, and then you've done your first thing good, and yeah. you're proud of it. The first thing of the day, I make my bed, and I make it, I take my time, I make it spotless, that's my first deed of the day done. Mm. Then everything then... Goes, falls into place. Yeah, then mm. it can fall into place. Ben, just the last one. Um, were you surprised with how much support and love you got from the public? Or was you expecting that? What, after tans? Yeah. Well, so it was, you, what was hard for the me... The love right? you received was unbelievable, wasn't well, it? Well, I did. I mean, I, I, I've always 
wore my heart on my sleeve, and that was that was something that I loved. And I went to see Tansy. Really, the X Factor stuff was happening before Tansy yeah. died. She really, really wanted me to do it. So anyway, she passes this, that, and the other, and they, and I went up to, and it was funny enough, it was behind my house in LA, in the, in the hills. Went up to the rehearsals, and all, it was like can't can't do it. Anyway, Simon phoned me, Cal. And he said, um, Vin, we totally understand. If you don't want to do it, this is blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, trouble is, Simon, Tansy really did want me to do it. Yeah, and yeah. She died in the July. This was in the October. Um, he said, have a think about it. Call down everything else and I'll call you and I'll ring you back. Mm. And a few weeks later, he phoned back. He said, where are you? And I said, yeah, I will do it. He said, we will look after you. And I'll tell you, I've got nothing but admiration for that man. And it helped me get through. I don't remember much about it, the X Factor. Although it was like eight weeks, it was, well, whatever it was. It was rehearsals every day and this, I, it was, I don't remember too much about it because mm. of the whole thing that was going mm. on. But he got me through that. Um, and, you know, when people say, you know, Simon Cowell, I just, I admire a man, he really helped me. Yeah. And the people on X Factor really helped me and we did it. And when I sang that last song for Tans, that last Irish song, because you're supposed to have two songs in case you're in a playoff. Yeah. And I went, ah, don't worry, I'll just, I'll just concede, I won't do the second song. So they go, right, you and the other fella are in the playoff. I said, well, I ain't got a song. <laughs> I said, and I hadn't re rehearsed yeah, anything, no, so no. they had no music, no nothing. I said, do you know what, don't worry, I'll sing our favourite song. And our favourites, we used to sing, this, this Irish song, driving down to Palm Springs, down to the house in Palm Springs. We're literally sitting here like now, Friday night, it's like, come, let's go down the house. And we jump in the car, two hours, we was at our house in Palm Springs. And we used to sing it, it used to be on, like, playover on the thing. What song? It's, um, it's, a, it's a lovely little Irish song. Um, and um, it's, it's about this guy that randomly meets this young maiden and she, she's so beautiful, she doesn't wear lipstick and she don't wear makeup. And, all, and that was Tans, do you know what I mean? And um, uh, the Galway Shawl, it's called. It's all about the Galway Shawl and she wouldn't leave. I was leaving the next morning and she wouldn't leave because she's in love with the Galway Shawl. She's in love with oh. Ireland. And so I said, fuck it, what do I know? She wore a ribbon. I said. She wore a bonnet with a ribbon it. on it, the Galway yeah. Shawl. Yeah. Yeah, not. Round her shoulder was, was a Galway shawl. And that was Tans. That yeah. song is Tans. Is that right? And I said, well, I know that. I said, I'll sing that. I said, just give us a chair. I said, I'll sit on the stage and sing it. They went, no, no, we can't because of the camera. And I said, well, give us a chair. And I sat there and I just sang it. Ah, lovely. And the yeah. lovely moment was they, they went to the green room and my best mate, Colsey, and um, Graham Coles and my sister were sitting in the green room like that, crying their eyes out. You know, I watched it afterwards, and Simon came into me dressing room, and we just hugged and and just fucking cried. It was it was very very emotional, but that was me kind of saying, that's that's me well, done with it all now. Let's get back to work. Yeah, Let's yeah, get yeah. on, which she wants me to do, and so the X Factor was 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 big for me, and Simon Cowell was a gentleman. Fantastic. Like the pair of you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but that is time at the bar. I, I, you must have loved that. I loved it. Mm. I'm emotional. Thank you. See you next time. Thanks to Vinnie Jones. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Oh. Cheers, lads. Well Cheers, done, Vinny. Vinny. Well done, Vinny.
If you or someone you know requires support on the topics raised in today's show, contact CALM 0800 585858 or reach out at thecamzone.net. And remember, it's good to talk.